Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii Podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, Johnny Masato, and joining me today is Mr. Kaushi Mibukuro. How's it? Devin Nikoba. Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. I have my notes today. Nice. Then you got a little bit of SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. You can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. And of course, if you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. Uh, uh, And it also helps to... To like rate us too. Five stars, please. If you don't want to rate five stars, it's fine, but then just move along. Yes. It's the, fi- no rating or five stars. Those yeah, are pretty the two much. options. <laughs> yeah. That's so fake, you guys. Just let them well, rate it be, as, as we're they being want to be honest. honest. We, I've been honest. It's like, you know, when we got married, we said, hey, can you just give us money, please? Because, <laughs> like, uh, it's cool that you give us presents, but I don't need a gravy boat. Money's good. <laughs> yeah. Money. Did you sign up for the. Um, what was it, Liberty House back then for that, that um, your gift thing where they huh? look at oh, the, the registry? registry? You had to do that. No. Man, we had we did that. And we signed up for like, well, not me, but. Yeah, I know. What I was like, 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 how do you even know it? It was still in the box till today. We never use. Like, what? Like mixers and stuff that, you know, we don't cook, right? Yeah. That was our wedding gifts like that. We had a good why, wedding gifts. Why like would that. you put that down then if you knew you wasn't going to cook? Don't um, ask me. I think you have to put a certain amount. Well. Well, we'll ask As guess, we digress, we'll ask our guest in a minute. But um, okay. and she knows because she got married too. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Hers was a little more lucky. Yeah. So I'd like to thank uh, Jeremy from Honolulu, who is our newest patron. Yay, thank Jeremy. you, Jeremy, for signing up. And then on to our sponsors, Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Woo-hoo. Architects. Call Kevin Yokomura 808-722-8685 for a free estimate if you have any landscaping needs. Of course, the f- paper's right in front of me. I can't even see it because my eyes are getting so bad now. <laughs> and you can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. And, of course, Fort Ruger Market. Mm. Today, I had the G, Kay. I think. How many more alphabet letters? I think it goes know? to I. I think after oh, I, that's was it. There. Then, I, then I've done every single plate lunch that they've had. And okay. everyone's been real good. It's been, yeah. a, it's been good. Yeah. So thank you, uh, Fort Ruger Market. What did you have today? You had squid I had a squid luau bowl. And rice. Let's, yeah. let's go. Okay. Um, before we uh, introduce our guest, I just want to send a special shout out to Evan Kusumoto, who is our 108 pound state champion in wrestling. Oh, won. congratulations, so that's son! Oh, you kidding me? That's this, awesome. Yeah, this weekend was states, and we went to watch him, and he won wow. first place in his uh, weight division. So Wait, good job, how, Evan. How many pounds? 108 pounds. Oh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I know. I, you laugh, but I was I was that size when I was that age. I was age 100 too, so pounds in high school. What? You're 100 pounds? 100 yeah. pounds. Soaking wet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nobody would believe yeah, that. And the big hair. And so many things I could say right now, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will not. <laughs> okay. So our special guest today is Raya Helm. Raya thank yeah. you so much for being here. Um, one of the nicest people I know, but also, uh, you know, I was trying to think of a description for her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use legendary because legendary, like, assumes that she's old. Indicates she's <laughs> old and she's, like, still to me a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But although you were saying 20 years in the business now, huh? Singing, but, oh, man. 20 what, years? What age did you start? Wow. Oh, well, yeah. we don't want to date you yeah. here, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> approximately... Well, like it was... Right out of high school or in high school? In high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a freshman, sophomore. Your, yeah, so when your I first album freshman. was when? 2002. Wow. And I entered Brown Bags to stardom in 2000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. So Did you I, win the whole thing? Well, I'm, I'm, I represented Molokai, and I came here, and it was a, like a huge shock because... <laughs> I saw all these, you know, other high school students that were just so talented. Mm. And they were singing, you know, everything else but Hawaiian music. Mm. A lot of pop, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. pop. I mean, when did you guys first come out with Pure Hearts? Oh, that was year 1998. Yeah. So I was 20, I think. Something like that. But you never entered Mm -hmm. Brown Bags, though. No, yeah. They had a thing... Everyone, 
everyone gets on my case about it because it seems like I'm bragging, but I'm not. I'm just telling <laughs> the fact. You know, but what are you gonna brag for? Brown bags had this stipulation <laughs> that if you were a professional, whatever, you, you could not enter. enter. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was already playing <laughs> gigs and you know doing stuff before. Oh, I see. But I think there were a few groups that yeah played like you guys in the 2000. Oh Brown really? Bags. Yeah. It was, I mean, you guys were you guys were so popular. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I loved listening to you. Well, thanks. Same here. I've always been an admirer of your career. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first question. First question. <laughs> when, I was, when I was studying Hawaiian language in uh, UH, I remember mm. they brought in a very older kupuna woman. And the question was asked, she was from Molokai. She said, so is, is it Molokai or Molokai? Molokai. And she said Molokai. Yes. And she had an explanation about the water and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. But you're Molokai. You're a Molokai. Well, I mean, I go back and forth. It's so weird. It's like <laughs> I say Molokai. I say Molokai. Okay, okay. What does so the majority of locals there say? Molokai. 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 Yeah. Molokai yeah. means churning, churning waters. See, right. I only learned how to pronounce it from the song. And it's Molokai. And then some say Molokai. Even yeah. a, lo- a lot of Hawaiian language. Yeah. The experts say Molokai. But then the kupuna say Molokai. Yeah. So it's Molokai. Okay, okay, <laughs> and then okay. you have Lopaka too. Yeah. To well, you don't live yeah. in Hawaii Kai. Hawaii Kai. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Hawaii Kai. <laughs> well, Hawaii Kai, I mean, it's after yeah. Kaiser, yeah. right? It's not even yeah. Hawaiian. <laughs> True. That True. one. But I mean, you could make the mm-hmm. argument that Kai is, Hawaii, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But True. everybody knows deep down it's just some dude that <coughs> developed that area. <laughs> True. What year did you go to UH? Because uh, uh, I don't know if that was Auntie Harriet Nay. I don't remember who it was. was um, but this is so I, my teacher was Uilani Babit, uh, and this was gotta be nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. So you were right in your budding yes. musical career, you know, that and was I was like, and UH learning Hawaiian language right. poorly. Uh, no. I was a bad, bad student, but uh, yeah, had nothing to do with the instruction. The instruction was great, but yeah. So, you, but you're on Oahu now, right? I've been here for 15 years. Yeah. Well, what? It, it, talk to us a little bit about growing up on Molokai. It was easy. Easy. <laughs> but easy I guess living? you're a kid, you know. Um, yeah. Everything's open. My friends. I had awesome friends. And it's funny because I had, you know, the friends that I had were like Filipino, Japanese, you know, some Hawaiian. But I had a lot of Japanese friends. Really? Yeah. And like <laughs> I have one of my best friends. Her whole family like runs the pharmacy on Molokai. Oh. And like oh. she's a pharmacist. Her husband's a pharmacist. Mom and dad were pharmacists. Sister, brother are pharmacists. So, <laughs> wow. so it, is, it is a real family. It's a family. Because I remember there was, uh, I was there for a hukila or something like that. And oh, everybody yeah? goes on to the field and they're playing games together. And Oh, the makahiki. makahiki I mean, Not hukila. What is this? This is why he failed. This is why he failed. Revoke your UH Hawaiian language card, man. I told you I'm a bad student. Wow. Your professors are like, oh, no. That's great. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. Makahiki. Sorry. I'm nervous, man. I'm talking what to a legend here. What was, your, what was your Hawaiian name? Because they give you one, right, when you take class. No, no they don't. <laughs> I mean, it would be Ioane, but, but uh, then it's John, right? But yeah. uh, no one calls me that. Yeah, they just call me John. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. No, no. It's, um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I tried my best, but I'm not, I'm not the, like I said, I'm not the greatest student. Well, I mean, uh, I spent some time on uh, Molokai because uh, of the work that I did for a while um, and the cool thing about it was just how it brings you back to small kid time because yeah and and I mean I'm, I'm originally from the Kona area oh, right? big island okay. so yeah. it's that same sort of stand at one in a town and throw a rock and that's the other side of town and everybody knows everybody and you know i mean sometimes everybody knowing everybody's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing but um i think uh molokai has been very uh good about protecting that and and wanting to make well, sure i mean I, I know they have you know challenges lately yeah especially you know through the pandemic a lot of folks have been moving mm. to hawaii 
yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, getting yeah. away from oh, there yeah, and coming yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's difficult for for locals to mm-hmm. try to try to adjust so quickly where they're you know um, following the rules and making sure that their community is safe. But at the same time, we have this wave of new folks just coming in and and not wanting to have anything to do with the local community. Right, right, right. So yeah. Molokai, I you know I I give so much credit to. Uh, you know the folks over there who try to maintain mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. It's hard when you know you, you kind of have to adjust and yeah. It's yeah, gonna get more nuts a, now with the with the res- restrictions kind of being lessened now and yeah. traveling. Yeah. Well, that yeah. that leads me to this thought, and and sorry, I'm gonna go on a kind of a long-winded thing, <laughs> but it, so what what, I, what I'm thinking of is kind of a balance, but. I was driving around last night and I was thinking about you and what we would talk about and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, one of the things I admire about you or I think about you a lot is your connection to your culture and your past, you know? Like when I think Oraita, she's a good representative of her her heritage, I guess, you know? And then for me, I'm like the complete opposite because I'm an adopted child, right? My parents are full Japanese. So, so I have some kind of lineage in that direction. But, you know, so I know that they came from Japan. They worked, the, my great, great grandparents worked in the, you know, sugarcane fields or whatever. And then, you know, here I am later. But I don't have like any, like uh, DNA related descendants, right? So I, I don't really think about the past or where I came from or whatever, because basically, I'd, I don't really know. There's like a roadblock there, right? And you're obviously you have this long family heritage. And it's, it's like, uh, um, and it's one that people desire to be a part of, you know, like even myself, I, I, I lived here all my life. So it's attractive, right? I want to be a part of this community, especially on the music side, because I, I love the music. But where does it become too much? I was talking to Kyle in the, in the car, right? And it's like, okay, so I play Hawaiian music. And I feel like I can contribute in that way and then help to promote Hawaiian artists, you know, but at the same time, I don't want to be fake and like travel the world, call myself Hawaiian and like, you know. Like and you're not that. And that's y- why right. we love you so much, you know, <laughs> and and it's about respecting, you know, right. each other. And, and you sing Hawaiian music so beautifully. Well, thanks. And thanks. You know, <laughs> John, by the way, John gets really uncomfortable when you like compliment. So please, oh, compliment as yeah. much okay. as you can. No beautiful, no, no. no love. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's really about you and being right with yourself before you do anything. Do you think some people just, because there there are people who try. There are people who try. But then, you know, (laughs) they do it kind of in the the wrong way, but they're sincere, so you can kind of, like, forgive it, right? But but there's people that truly, like, try to appropriate the culture and stuff, and um, I don't know how that affects you, because you you have a a hit. Like I said, I don't have so... Hard to offend me because I don't even know like what. No, no, I I, I see from, what you mean, and yeah. and for me, I've always tried to be, um, you know, aware, mm-hmm. and sort of, um, I mean, of course, open-minded, but careful, yeah, and selective, sort of, because I want to make sure you know I I honor the the craft, and it's not just my craft; it's the craft of, you know, um, and an entire people right right yeah i mean hawaiian non-hawaiian you know we're all a part of that song or that Mm. that connection to hawaiian culture um but when we look into the songs of old hawaii you know there are certain protocols Mm -hmm. and that's up to the artist that you know you need to learn those things like when i'm doing um you know Let's see, like Ihilani Miller song or Lena Machado. And I need to get permission to sing or record their songs. And if they're not with us, you know, I would connect myself with a family member. Mm. And that's uh, the right thing to do, mm. right? And making sure that we're Pono. Um, Which is amazing because I think if. Uh, Somebody said, hey, 
right there wants to sing one of your songs, we like shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it would be a no-brainer. Was that so. value instilled in you from your parents, or did you just learn that being in the parents and or? and mentors that I've okay. that mm-hmm. I've had, you mm-hmm. know? But you know, I've hey, I had learned so many great lessons in the industry. I learned to to fall and and come back up, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, and especially when the 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 industry changes or mm-hmm. you know the platform changes. You know, we were talking earlier about CDs mm-hmm. and like going. You know, now we can go back to vinyl. I mean, that's, <laughs> right, 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 right. and then you have this virtual platform that you can utilize to touch millions of fans who may not be able to come to Hawaii mm-hmm. or because you know who knows what tourism is going to be like. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. So in, in fact, a good portion of our audience for this podcast is not in Hawaii. You know, they're around the world and stuff. Yeah, so that's So, that's so it awesome. is cool. But uh, yeah, speaking of CDs, I don't even know what to do now because, you know, you, you order CDs. You have tons of them, yeah. You Nobody have to <laughs> order like at least, what, 500, yeah, 500 or 1,000? minimum, <laughs> right? And then they just kind of sit in my house because... Oh, my gosh, and yeah. A lot of people don't even have a CD player already. They just listen to stuff on Spotify. But at the same time... When you go to concerts, people want to walk away with something, right? Especially to like, um, if you're going to do meet, I mean, before COVID, of course, you did meet and greets. I guess everyone can just take a picture. No, but you <laughs> know what's good about the CDs, but, and maybe you guys should do this, is even if you're giving it away at a concert and they don't even have a CD player or know what it is, if you signed it, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. a good piece to just put on your mantle or, you know, on a shelf. Or they can't do like a, a display digital it, copy you know. that you also, you know, they or buy the CD. They you got QR codes. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, if you can sign a QR, QR code, code. No, but if you personally no, no, sign I mean, the CDs, yeah, the CD it becomes like a great oh, oh, gift with the yeah. QR code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no. Just sign your CDs. Yeah, but, yeah. No, but you, you want to get rid of it. No, but you can put a QR <laughs> code. <laughs> no, on I the see CD. what he's he's talking yeah. about. If you want to get rid of your product, that's a good way. Yeah, I would keep I would keep a signed CD from you guys, but I won't play it. I'll put it on the shelf and go look. I got yeah, yeah, you know that's no, but what what. What I mm-hmm. think she was saying is that if you put a QR code on the CD, like on the thing, then you could get the CD. I mean, if you don't have a CD player, you can still download it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like a sticker QR code. So, yeah. So I was thinking about, you know, what could I do uh, when people knowing that CDs aren't really. Yeah. 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 But um, <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, hey, maybe you should implement the, the virtual with the 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 actual product and since vinyl records are yep. coming back yeah. Yeah. you know you have like a limited edition of mm-hmm. vinyl records uh-huh. where you have like a QR code in the back yep. Yep. and then that QR code will take you to a virtual platform ah, and you'll get to know more about the artist that's true you can have you know you use your Oculus and you can be sitting next to John Yamasato <laughs> you know <laughs> Jake and Lopaka and you guys are just jamming you know looking out in, in the ocean I mean you can be creative that's true you guys can even have business so cards with a QR code on it and just pass it out yeah and QR codes yeah. are, I mean <laughs> but I don't know John, 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 like, John <laughs> judges so much, everything on so how much work. work it is that's what <laughs> Everything we've, yeah. is we've been with him long enough. We've known yeah. him long enough yeah. now. We can hear in his no, voice just, just from the just from the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll call I'll call him up. He doesn't buy it. I'll call him all the time. I go, you know what? Be a great idea. He goes, uh huh. And I go, yeah. if we do this, we should do yeah. this. He goes, yeah, yeah. And I know it's not going to get done. You know. Like, okay. Do, you, do, you, do your kids and your wife know when you make that noise that there's just absolutely no they problem? They know no not to ask me for anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they don't ask you, Dad, what are you no. hungry for? Or no. what are you hungry for tonight? So if you ask John, John, we should really do a collab or something. Yeah. He goes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, know, yeah. we know what that means. <laughs> there's a sign. Yeah. Just, like, it's okay. Just yeah, <laughs> damn it. I got that yeah from John Yamasato the other day. Wow. Well, Kyle calls me every week. That's why I would something. Some that's because you never yeah. implement any other good ideas that I give. Hey, man, you are just as able to implement them as I am. I'm not famous. So, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, oh, I wanna uh, I wanna ask a, okay, a okay. question uh, because you know we've we've known you as as an artist for like the last twenty years. Uh, there are many people who know a little bit about your background. Um, how you kind of exploded onto the scene and people were like, wow, because you had this voice that was, um, some would say, beyond your years mm-hmm. in terms of the, so the falsetto yeah. that you were using. 
um, the, the techniques that you were using. So I was just curious uh, where that came from because you know you're you're very again tied to um, the the musical traditions that happened before you. So I was just curious where where that inspiration came from. Where you said, you know what, I can do falsetto. Yeah. I can, I can just do like that. that. Just yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, because I'm sure it was exactly like that. You just sat there and looked at you going, oh, you know, if I could just do that, it would be easy, yeah? And you pick up a ukulele and there you go. Yeah, no. So, you know, growing up, like any kid, I tried sports. I was in hula. Hmm. I learned that, you know, with sports, I wasn't really dedicated to it. But I, I wanted to do it because I wanted to impress my dad. You know, mm-hmm. and, and having two brothers... And majority boys in the family, everybody played sports in the Helm Ohana. And I wasn't good at that, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, put that on the side. <laughs> hula, you know, um, I I wasn't really in love with, with hula. Mm. I mean, I tried, but I was kind of like in my own world, you know, and not like... <laughs> You know, you have to dance in unison with everyone yeah. else. <laughs> so, and that's why I was always in the back, lo- in the back line. Um, and but I got to dance at Mary Monarch. Wow! Twice. Wow! Wow! Yeah, but it was there was something about the music. What halal was were you with at that time? Uh, Moana's hula halal. So Auntie Moana Dudwa, she passed away a few years ago, but she was the the halal that represented Molokai. Mm. Yeah, and her idea was to you know go and share, not to compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. was that. That was like we were, kind of. Um, I mean, not against that, but we didn't support competition. I think that's how it should be. And yeah, yeah and when competition you know gets in the way of especially cultural, yeah. you yeah. know things, uh, mm. it's kind of hard. That's another fine line. Yeah, but then in. you have the discipline, you know, with you know certain halal, which is good. Yeah, I think yeah. I think um, you know kids need that, and adults, you know, we need that too. <laughs> but so that's where you mm, heard the music, and I heard the music. I gravitated to it naturally. It's like I, it's like I knew about it, but mm. I didn't know enough. And my dad was a musician. He mm. played over at the Sheraton Kalua Koi. Oh, nice! You know, back in the day, and when we were kids, we would go and listen to him. And so it was, the, the music was already there. You know, I could hear the melodies of certain songs. Wow. And when I watched the Kamehameha School's song contest in 1999, my, my oldest brother was, um, he just graduated in 98. And then my other brother was attending Kamehameha. So I... They, they honor Hawaii Calls. So Hawaii Calls okay. was the mm. big, you know, radio station show that yeah. Webley Edwards brought. And that's where all the, the malihini just like drew to Hawaii. Like, oh my gosh, we get those beautiful hula dancers. Mm. And uh, yeah, they, they fell in love with, with the music and the scenery. So they honored Hawaii Calls that year. And they had... Jeffrey Apaka, who just passed yeah, away, uh, honoring his dad, Alfred Apaka. They had, of course, Auntie Genoa Keave, and they had Nina Kili Ivahamana. Mm-hmm. Nina Kili Ivahamana was this just gorgeous young Hawaiian hapa, very fair, just pretty, pretty girl. And Jack DeMello took her under his wing. And her, she has a, a, a record, a vinyl record, where she went off, I can't remember which country it was in Europe, to record with an orchestra. Wow. I mean, cool. and these guys are like big time orchestra, you know, and, and the stories that I heard, you know, they, you know, they're very into their work. And this little petite, cute hapa girl comes in and she's just singing these old Hawaiian songs in a soprano mm, voice wow, wow. and 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 I I heard that uh, she got a standing ovation mm. from the the musicians so Nina Kili Vahamana sang at the song contest that year and that's what started it wow. so good thing you know we get VHS record the uh-huh. record yeah, the yeah. song <laughs> contest yeah so I would repeatedly you know 
go back to her her um, song, uh, Pua Tuba Rose, and I would ask Dad if he could teach me some of the chords. And then I would just, it was pretty much self-taught, just mimic. So as a teenager, wow. before you were influenced <laughs> by that performance, were you listening to any other type of music? Like was Britney Spears or somebody oh, that you yeah, were listening to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everything 90s, I mean... Whatever was at ninety four point seven, they they still play. Uh-huh. You know the nineties um, or eighties. Yeah, of course, MTV and VH one. That that was, I was I was a part of that, of course. Mm. But um, I mean, I didn't grow up in a Hawaiian, you know, cultural household. Mm. You know, mom and dad didn't speak Hawaiian. But my my tutu did, mm. so I had a, a a bit of that, and I think it it had to do with that connection with my my grandma and my tutu, my mom's mom, even though they didn't say much to me, and mm. I was still a child. Yeah, it's something about that, you know, that relationship you have with your moopuna and yeah. your your kupuna. It's. It's that bond. It's like a it's like a spiritual DNA bond. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's hard to explain. But that helped me and I loved old things. I just I loved, you know, old photographs. I mean I collect vinyl. I love vinyl records, Hawaiian vinyl records. Um, I love to read, you know, Hawaiian language newspapers or newspapers that speak of our of our ancestors in the 19th century. You know, we had the largest printing press in Honolulu on Merchant Street mm-hmm. in the late uh, 1800s. You know, you should, uh, we have this guest coming on. His name is Sean Yakavon. Yeah, but, I know Sean. Oh, you know Sean? Yeah. Have you been to his place? No, but I've seen his collection, I mean, on, on the website. Yeah, you should go. Ukulele friend, so? Yeah, ukulele friend. So he invited me to, to come down and play some of the instruments. Yeah. And I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to go do this. I don't, I don't know what, what I'm going to expect, but I mean, I played a, uh, like one of the first Kamaka guitars ever made from the 1930s, and then... I played this ukulele from 1885 what? that it was built. That's so cool. Yeah, and you, you yeah. see it, and it, so I didn't think anything of it until I started picking up and playing it. And as you're playing it, you're thinking like, "Man, what? What has this ukulele seen?" You know, like there's a story behind that instrument. Yeah, you know? like it was probably at some house party in the 1900s. You know, some. Yeah. It's funny because you, I mean, I know you, and I've shown you some stuff that I had before like oh check out this thing and you'd be like i don't want to see it yeah it just <laughs> the history of the instrument whatever it was didn't interest him as much until you met this guy yeah Sean. and you got more into like the like the history of that instrument of a story i that don't know just something about mm-hmm. sitting there when it's it because even when i played the kamako once it wasn't it was like okay yeah this sounds cool and stuff but 1885 yeah. man mm. That is a long time ago. Yeah. Well, not when it has touched that thing, you know? Yeah. Well, not only that, in 1885, I mean, you have to understand that Hawaii was the epicenter of this huge musical right. renaissance. Mm. That was the first renaissance because our ali'i had the luxury to travel all over the world, to bring in, you know, to host these uh, delegates from from different kingdoms and countries to come here and what what did they bring with them music mm-hmm. you know i mean you know, beethoven bach i mean all, all the great composers yeah. and so and, and there was some dude sitting in some <laughs> workshop somewhere making this ukulele you know with primitive equipment yeah laser etching handcrafted this is a freak, basically yeah. so I was just thinking like wow this is pretty pretty amazing because <laughs> one day someone's going to be uh, going through some rubble uh, of civilization and be like oh what is this pure heart CD <laughs> Oh you come know, on! You know, whatever, so, right? But going yeah. back to to Devin, well, I wish I could play. <laughs> but yeah. going back to Devin, you know, I, I I was gonna finish my thought about music. So when all of that happened, my dad, mm-hmm. you know, introduced me to Lena Machado. Lena Machado is the songbird of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. She was huge in the 1920s and and 30s and 40s and so on. I mean, every like newspaper 
back in the day would have like you know before like artists would have ads and they would have like their set list of what songs they would play mm. at certain venues mm. it was really neat but when you say introduce he introduced her to music or did you meet her because no, she, she she's gone yeah, man, then, right? yeah she passed away a long time ago so my dad introduced me to the music of lena machado lena ala haile who was um one of the recording artists under Benny Sakamaki. Oh. Benny Sachs, he was known yeah. as in um, the 60s and 70s. Brilliant arranger. And he he arranged, um, he kind of changed it up, mm-hmm. you know, to make it more fun. Yeah. Changed up, you know, traditional Hawaiian music to add like drums and, mm-hmm. you know, other like vibes. And yeah, so I, I, when I listened to Lena Alahaili, I was like, whoa, what is this? Because I thought like Hawaiian music was just upright bass, guitar, ukulele, and steel. Man, when I heard her recordings and the way that she used her her ha'i, her voice, mm-hmm. I fell in love. So just the, the, the three women were Lena Machado, Lena Alahaili, and of course, Auntie Chinua Kiave. Mm-hmm. But it was more so Lena and, and Lena Ala mm-hmm. that I, I gravitated to their style of singing falsetto yeah, yeah. So and that was all self-taught you just said how do i get to this ri- oh okay yes. well, how did yes, you learn sir. the language it comes you got it it just it you just comes first and then it, and then you, you <laughs> came with did you hear music and go wow i want to get i want to learn everything about this well you know the more you you sing a song you start to connect with it you mm-hmm. start to learn and when it came to the language, I did take some in, in college when I was at Mau- Maui Community College. And then, you know, just from hearing it, but also having the translation mm-hmm. of the, the song is important. Mm-hmm. And you, and you, you kind of get an idea of, you know, certain things that, that occur with a lot of songs that may have similar, you know, um, traits like in the lines and the the verses so a lot of it is history too history a lot of it is history yeah the amount of history you know about the music of Hawaii is kind of spooky actually (laughs) like if you and harry soria i mean covers his soul but if you and harry sat down man that would have been a epic conversation of like five days yeah well he was a mentor of mine too like Mm. if i wanted to do research Mm. on certain artists or if I there was a song, he would, you know, um, send me to one of the the shows that he has. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he yeah. would tell me everything yeah. about that artist that he, he was. Knew. He was amazing, man. Just like an encyclopedia, encyclopedia yeah. yeah. Just encyclopedic knowledge of everything, and Who he was this? so Harry, Harry B. Soria. Harry B. Yeah. Soria. He um uh, he just was this gigantic repository of Hawaiian music and stuff, and he was. What was cool about him was he was always very willing to share. And there was always, he was like Cliff Clavin almost, <laughs> like from Cheers. Because he would always <laughs> oh, have yeah. some story that would relate to the thing that you're asking him. And he goes, hey, you know, and there was this time you go, how do you know all this stuff? Yeah. And it was all, and it was almost like he was there while it was happening, even though it was like in the 1800s. So you know he's not that old. But he just, <laughs> he always would have some sort of story or something. That but he was so passionate about it. Oh, you know, yeah, and that's yeah, all it yeah. takes. And you couldn't help passion. it. You just went, yeah, Harry, okay, shoots. Yeah. So he was, a, he was a resource of mine. Mm-hmm. When, if ever I did, you know, I mean, even like the, the songs of Benny Sakamaki. I mean, yeah. he, he, he would tell me, you know, stories about those folks. And, and where where they recorded and who was with them it was pretty pretty cool when it keeps and it, it seems to go kind of in I guess in in waves or it comes it, it, it's like a circ- circular thing right because for for a little while I know when you first came out everyone was like wow holy smokes like where did you come like you came out of nowhere and then the fact that you had all this sort of working knowledge of the history of the music and all that stuff and you were always very willing to learn and now i think um then jawaiian happened and that sort of made things sort of fade a little bit and now again uh within the last few years i think there's been research groups that have kind of come out who do the research oh i mean and yeah yeah it's it's all 
I mean, it's all it's all music, and and I know that you you appreciate all of it, so it's really cool. But it's it's nice to know that the that love of the history of it keeps coming back around. It, like yeah, at some at point least, in like, time, every ten twenty years <laughs> or something, yeah, yeah somebody yeah. comes back. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then they win a I bunch of it. Nahoku Hano Hano awards, and you go, okay, Whoa. cool, they got it, they got it. So, but yeah, so um, was it two thousand seventeen? I decided to go back to school. So okay. I just got my my degree at at UH in music. Congratulations! Oh, yeah. Thank nice. you, Congratulations. thank you. So yeah, that's off. That's off the. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> so I I took a Hawaiian language up to two hundred two. Okay. Yeah, just to kind of you know, kind of Dial get back, in. get back, and oh okay. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> See, but then then you do that, and then you sing with Fu with Mac. Oh, that's right. No, Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, You know, we should have mm-hmm. Sigley Sucks. Let's have right there come up and sing. And I was like, wow. Yeah. What a, you know what I mean? That that connection to. But you know, I. And, and that's just me being just open minded. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and, and. How did that relationship come about? You and Mr. Fleetwood? I was on Maui. You and Mr. Fleetwood. I, had a, I can't remember what concert it was, but it was at the Maui Arts okay. and uh-huh. Cultures. Um, theater and uh apparently he was watching the performance uh. and i met him backstage with bill pa who was his uh production manager at the time i didn't know who he was i mean mm. i'm i'm so sorry <laughs> 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 i didn't you know just like you you're meeting anyone sure you know you say yeah. hi okay and then the night's over and i get a call like the next day from Bill P.A. And he says, oh, you know, so nice to meet you. And um, we we're wondering if you wanted to to uh, meet Mick Fleetwood at his his Kula home. And I didn't realize that I met Mick Fleetwood. Oh. <laughs> so that happened, and Mick moved back to Maui because I think he, during his years, you know, he had a place before, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, when they had Fleetwood Mac. And he wanted to, you know, kind of like not not retire, but just find a, a home home. Mm-hmm. And he loved Maui. So he bought a place and he wanted to establish, you know, a band. Mm-hmm. So he reached out to me, Willie K, Eric Gilliam. Yeah. Oh, Lopaka, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lenny Castellanos, a bass, bass player yep. and... Um, yeah, so we did that for a couple of years. It was fun, but but then again, I wasn't I wasn't in the place where I could just go rock on. You know, <laughs> I, I, I I chose my Hawaiian music yeah. career. Yeah. That was what, my focus. What kind of music was was he playing with you guys? Was it old Fleetwood it Mac songs? It was a songs? mixture. It was a mixture of Fleetwood Mac covers and some you know kind of hmm. But localized like, versions, like kind of like Hawaiianized. Yeah, we we had ukulele, but I mean, it was strictly you know, yeah. according was, to the 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 real yeah. song. Yeah. But we just added ukulele and lopaka. <laughs> <laughs> so you make it Hawaiian, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw them. I saw them yeah. play kind of unexpectedly. You guys were we at the royal, right? It was it, at the royal. It was some no, like you were at some sort of um thing on. Maui or? Oh, Maui? oh no no was was in Kapolei. You guys were in Kapolei and there was oh, this, no, and there was this there. big yeah, stage yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah, and no, I was I like, what is happening right now? And then no. Willie K comes out, Eric comes out, and right there comes out, and there's McFleetwood. I went, <laughs> what's happening right now? And then they just mm-hmm. launch into these songs, and I'm like, wait, what what's going on? And she sang dreams and all, the, and I went, wait. <laughs> what? And it was blowing my mind because you guys saw. I mean, you know, but you never you guys in the band. It's never recorded an album, but just played live. Yeah, it's just yeah, just wow. keeping but you, keeping him in, in in the music. You know, and you just kind of go, is somebody recording this I know, somewhere? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. It was, it was fantastic. It was yeah. Fantastic. So when it when I um you know they eventually got someone to to sing as a female lead, mm-hmm. so they're good. They're doing well. Yeah, okay. that was fun. <laughs> I, I have I have a question. How how <laughs> do you deal with Brian Tolentino? <laughs> I don't deal <laughs> with Brian Tolentino. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, Hi Brian. <laughs> Hi Brian. How's it? How's it having? Well, Brian? we're both we're both Leos, so it's you know 
We have a lot in common. It must be so much fun playing with him. The guy is just like, uh, he knows everything. He knows yeah. everybody. Well, yeah. 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 He plays everything. Like, I mean, he can play any, on that ukulele. He can do anything. But how, how does that relationship get started? How did that start? I'm trying to think. I know we went to Japan oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. in Osaka. It was Brian, Del Beasley, oh. Chris Kamaka. Oh, man. Wow. My, my dad and I. Oh. Uh, that was the first time I performed in Japan. That was in 2002? Well, you definitely had a good group of people to play with. Yeah. 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 So a, I, th- I think that's group. how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brian, he knows how to be, uh, he knows how to be an accompanist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what you learn as an artist and someone who, like myself, you know, I, <laughs> I've got to perform with so many musicians and someone like Brian, you know, it's hard to, c- come around you know yeah. it's yeah. a guy like that whenever i go to hard. a gig like if we're doing these kind of festivals or something and then brian's i'm like oh awesome because <laughs> he's gonna jump on in with us and then yeah. that's like yeah. a couple songs less i gotta do <laughs> <laughs> you know? so he's I, great I, he's I great he's funny he's great yeah i like brian love that guy yeah, yes. i decided to bring it up I got to see them okay. at um uh couple high school when you did the um the under the stars the under the stars oh, with yeah, the yeah, yeah. um so Kapolei has a symphonic uh, orchestra that they do at the high school. That's right. And uh, they were doing these fundraisers every year. Unfortunately, not, they skipped doing them during COVID, and they just haven't started it up again. Mm. But they'd always invite uh, artists to come. And what was cool was they would ask an artist like right there to come, and then they say, hey, what songs do you want to play? And then they would, they would do the charts for the kids oh, so I that see. they would play with the, you know. And then some of the, some of the Hawaiian artists, uh, Hawaii artists have never played with a symphonic orchestra behind you playing mm-hmm. and it's just it's really cool it's neat to hear the horns and the you know yeah. uh, all that stuff happening so I don't know if they ever start it up again I'm going to recommend Pure Heart maybe yeah I mean we, <laughs> we did get to play the youth symphony mm. once yeah yeah toward the end of our, our run and that was amazing to have yeah. Yeah, like a whole but symph- she was so gracious with the with the kids and so willing to help them and you know they they were just like starstruck the whole time <laughs> and every year people were like how do we get her to come and I do this met, like a, i think a couple of them in the music department at UA. oh really yeah they're like oh you were at couple a oh like, nice oh, that's awesome small island yeah yeah <laughs> so what is next for you what are you what are you up to Musically. So yeah. I well, I mean, I I currently work for Lili Uokalani Trust. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So we um, I'm I'm under the youth development umbrella. Oh, with our oh. friend Kaohi. Oh. Yeah. You know Kaohi? Yes, Kaohi. Kaohi just just uh, came in. Um, I think a year already. Tell her we said uh, hi. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. You what? Child, childhood friend. No, we no. all um, was on stage together. Oh really? Lisa Matsumoto shows. Yeah, ah. yeah. yeah. and she taught us Small how to. World. She taught us how to dance. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really? awesome. Yeah. Well, and I, well, she tried to. She tried to. She's a choreographer. You and know, she like still has like um, they do TikToks with she and some of her yeah, friends. Yeah, with Aaron yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, so I've you guys them. all know. Okay, got it. Yeah. In fact, Lilo uh, Okalani Trust is in our building because we're at eleven hundred dollar care now. Oh, yes. So I was coming down the the escalator. That's right. Hey, oh, hey. What's it? That's right. I look forward to seeing you at some point in time. Yeah, so that's the, that's the, like, the office, office, you know, where finance and and HR is. But there's going to be some cool stuff with, uh, yeah. We got a a new center that's going to be up uh, in in town, Ward and King Street, where the Honolulu Club used to be. So that's going to be a a youth center. It's going to be amazing, man. Four years. So they have like a black box theater, recording studio, wow, um, a game room, uh, culinary cafe, sports, wow, that's, that eight, cool. eight stories. Yeah, so that's been the dream, and I'm I'm here, you know, creating music programs for some that's of the awesome. kids in Honolulu. It's well, a lot great. of work, but you know, <laughs> when you see the kids, that's when it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's all worth it. We talked a little bit during lunch about a, some kind of grant that you're working with too. Yeah, so going back to um, instruments, you know, and you're talking about the ukulele 1880s. You know, <laughs> yes. like the, come on, come back. That's, no, no. 
Kyle got okay. me this thing. It doesn't work. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh there it is. It's okay. a light? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so what I was looking at Devin what? like, Kyle, what, what is he buying me this? $2, $2. Uh, sorry, $2. sorry. Anyway. Sorry, sorry. So, no, you're good. Um, so, anyway... You know, as an as an artist, you know, I, I wanna I wanna be able to contribute more. And um, the Native Arts and Cultures Foundation, they're located in Oregon, and they've, oh. they've been <laughs> you Oregon. know supporting and serving artists who are Native American, Native Alaskan, and Native Hawaiian. So there's an opportunity where I'll be working on a project with uh, the Kalakai Center for Pacific Strings, wow. Kylan oh. Reese, who's a luthier. He, um, I met him several years ago from a, a relative who was getting his upright bass um, Wait, fixed. is he here? He's here. He's, he's in here, Kailua. Right? Yes, Kailin. Oh, uh, I think he's friends with Andrew Kitaki's from the Kitaki, you know, Kitaki's Kulele's and stuff like that. So oh. he was recommended to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah. bring him. Yeah. Yes. He will share with you that history yeah. of, uh, you know, the Royal Hawaiian Troubadours. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. in, cool. in the late 19th century. So this this album and journal will highlight, you know, my journey getting to know this history and connecting, you know, maybe genealogy. You mm. know, I may have some some family connections, and and each instrument has a story, and and we look at the, you know, the most famous acoustic guitar, which is the Martin Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by a Hawaiian man. Mm, by the really? name of Mikia Kealakai. Mm. And Mikia Kealakai was um, an original member of the Royal Hawaiian Band. Ooh. And we're talking, you know, 1872 when Henry Berger from Prussia comes to Hawaii and teaches the boys of the Keoniula Reform School. These are knuckleheads, juveniles, you know, um, orphans. And this, this um, band leader comes and just teaches them how to play brass instruments, you know, wind instruments, string instruments, teaches them music theory. Um, and it was a military band, right? So there's a lot of discipline structure. involved and <laughs> yeah. structure. And they become, you know, these ambassadors. And during the overthrow, 1893, they refused to sign the oath to the provisional government, mm. the provisional government. And instead, they go to you know, America, and they start performing all over, sharing their story. Hmm. But the, the, um, the argument is that since these musicians, and we talk about, you know, the, the legacy behind our ali'i and the luxuries that they had, hmm. you know, with, um, you know, the opportunity to, to learn music from all over the world at a high standard you know, and Lili Uokalani was composing mm. hundreds and hundreds of songs. Good songs, too. Yeah. Great songs. Yeah. I mean, and and even her bro- her brothers and her sister. So this this legacy of string and song, in this project is really recognizing you know the the true heritage of you know the music that influence jazz bluegrass mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. it all started here hmm. and and even understanding the the evolution of the steel guitar yeah and how it builds into you know um, talk to how- greg sardina oh yeah well because he's like <clears throat> he always tells me no steel guitar is the only hawaiian hawaiian instrument you know like it's invented here and that uh, he's a real proponent of the steel guitar that's <laughs> great that, that's so he'll great ta- he'll talk about the steel guitar all day <laughs> if, you, if you want him to yeah, yeah. so uh I, I mean i feel like after performing and recording and you know traveling to different parts of the world i feel like i can you know take this opportunity to contribute mm, more nice. in the community and and you know include education and history so that's kind of where i'm at and um i'm also seriously thinking well i i decided already to start a label oh, to, cool. to have a uh, new artist under yeah. me yeah to awesome. uh, perpetuate hawaiian music yes but also fresh and yeah. what is your label called secret <laughs> almost you'll hear you okay okay 
Okay. I, on that note, I, I, I'm still working on okay. on that soon. Cool. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Peop- <clears throat> the the young kids they need some guidance. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and why not? You know, I'm 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 willing. I've been through it. <laughs> Don't do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, Devin, we're running out of time because I know you have it out and yeah, I want to get a picture and all that stuff. Okay. So we're not going to talk about the Seahawks. Maybe we'll do it on the next podcast. It's okay. Thanks. Has it I was, been I was clear. She'd actually, I, uh, she'd actually like, erased it from my mind. This yeah, conversation I know. Was so you good. brought it back. And now you brought it back. Was, so thanks, why? John. Appreciate that. I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> paper cut, pour some lemon juice on it. Right hey, you never know. What if, what if they go all the way next year? No, they're year? not going to go all the way. <laughs> so all you Denver Bronco f- Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we go, we have our last question <laughs> that we ask all of our guests is uh, if you were stranded on a desert island, for, and I kind of know the answers based on our interview, but uh, and you could only take three albums with you to listen to for the rest of eternity, what three albums would you take with you? Of course, the Yellow Brother Nolan one. Oh, okay. I was Native not news? That one, but huh? Native News? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. When he's, the one he's on a polo drum, right? Like dancing, the yellow one. He's the like yellow one when he's yeah. like yeah. Yeah. oh when he's with the red guitar, guitar. Yeah. yeah 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 okay yeah is that like the best of or I, I don't know I, I just oh, I called. have it on my iTunes yeah. and I yeah. that's the one with Big okay. Ship Coconut Girl Jamie yeah. Lee that was a good album um, Are You Native that was the best of, That is right? best of. That's okay. We give you that one. Yeah. We give you that one. What you mean? Because that's supposed We're to not do supposed to do that But that's okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, that's okay. I know, I that's okay. I did, I did you didn't lay out the rules. So it's yeah, we we'll, never we'll, told you that. We'll take that. We're taking the yellow, yellow <laughs> okay. um, b- brother Norman. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let me see. Of course, a Kahuano Lake album. You know Kahuano Lake trio? Yeah. Sure, sure. Um... And I don't know. It could be a Lena Machado album, right? Or Britney Spears or something. (laughs) 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 Well, let me see. Maybe Anita Baker. Oh, Raptor. Anita Baker. Yes. The first one. Oh, okay. Man. I'm so glad Devin is here for this because he knows all the albums. He's like a a music savant. It's a great album. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank uh, you, guys. We are going to stay. So for those of you on Patreon, we're going to stay. And Raitia is going to hopefully we'll play a song or something. She's bought a ukulele. So we're going to do that. We'll, we'll catch you later. Next week, no podcast. We're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back on the 22nd or something like that. Um, something like that, yeah. For the end of, uh, we'll be back yeah. from, from <laughs> the worry. end of March. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not going to miss us that much. But until then, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see Go you later. Go Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs>